Listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on site. Welcome back. It is They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 236. And I'm your host, Lee. Dead fish eyes, Russell. I think I just shocked uh, our guest on how many episodes we actually fucking have. Like, he's like, oh shit, these guys are lame as fuck. How'd they get this far? Um, I am joined by my co host, Lee. Better to be dead than dishonored, Hardy. How are you doing, ma'am? Hi. Wow. I don't think you can, I can be dishonored. I, I have done too much shit that I've dishonored too many people. So it's I'm way past that. <laughs> I, I'd rather be alive at this point. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And uh, we have a special guest tonight. We are uh, graced by the presence of Daniel. I was ravished by force. Segura. How are you doing, Ooh. sir? <laughs> <laughs> What is up? It is the host of the Mustachio Podcast, Yo, Daniel Segura. How are you doing, Lee? I missed you, great. bro. I missed you too, man. Uh, <laughs> Someone's had a good night tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has done more pre-drinking than we have done, I, I believe. Oh yeah, but, uh, I have a few too much, too many in. But uh, you know what? I'm going to try to just be as helpful as I can throughout this episode. Uh, that is sure? all. That's all we. Ha- <laughs> that's all we ask for. I mean, you know. Yeah, do yeah. we though do we <laughs> we don't ask for much I, I i don't even know anymore either way i guarantee you a good time baby mm. <laughs> uh yeah calling card <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and i have no doubt that daniel actually has a card that he slips people when he goes to the bar so i mean <laughs> Uh, Isn't that what he said he did tonight? He slipped a girl a card. Yeah, it's like American Psycho. It's like made of eggshell, and they're just like, <laughs> Jesus. This card looks so good. It's so good, man. I, I love that font. It's, it's beautiful. It's um, so firm. It's hard to fold. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're going to be doing a film that uh, Daniel picked from the list of our movie list that I shared with him. Girl with a Pistol from 1968, and. I'm actually, yep. I don't even know why he picked this. I, 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 I... <laughs> Dude, it made more sense once I watched it. I was like, all right, there's mustachios in here. Like, I was like, there's, all right, cool. Yeah, there, there is there is some pretty prominent mustaches in this film. But um, uh, yeah, but before we get into that, 
I'll just get a, some house cleaning out of the way here first. Um, so my other podcast venture that I just got into with, with uh, Gary Hill of Cinema Beef and Cameron Scott, uh, we're doing Last Call at Torchies, which is sort of covering the films of Walter Hill. And that first episode is now out, uh, finally. So you'll find a link for that in the uh, show notes if you're interested in uh, checking that out. We're going to be going through all of Walter Hill's filmography. So it is going to be some somewhat of a limited podcast, but I mean, he's got like 20 odd films. So we're going to have some episodes. We're having fun so far. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, it'd be appreciated. Lady Lee just had yeah. an episode of Cinema Beef with Gary Hill. I uh, did. Yeah. And uh, what, what films did you do? Uh, so uh, the episode was like alternate Oz. So we did different Oz movies uh, and we did return to Oz and the whiz. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a really fun episode. Uh, I had a blast. Go check it out. Yeah. And you'll find the link to that as well, but we can move on from that now into what we've watched as of late. And I am going to throw over to Daniel first. If he has anything he wants to mention. Well, uh, you know, I have something to admit. <laughs> I owe a lot to the Grind Bin podcast. For those of y'all who have never heard of the mm -hmm. Grind Bin podcast, you probably have, I don't know if you've mentioned it ever on your show, Lee. I have. Okay, cool. So it is ran by these two just wonderful cats, uh, <laughs> Bobby Trippett and, and Mike Wood. And. They gave me my start in podcasting. That's where I originally decided I wanted to start my own show. And Mike decided for my birthday, he wanted to cover Exit to Eden. Uh, oh. It is an early 1990s movie with Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Holy shit. It is it's a complete garbage film. But if you ever <laughs> want to watch it. Please feel free to watch it because it will be coming out very soon on my show. But it's a movie that I had to see very, like, very recently, and it's it's a it's a piece of garbage to me. But you know what? <laughs> I think people are going to enjoy it. At the very least, I I imagine the discussion is going to be great. But yeah, I do have nightmares of Rosie O'Donnell in leather from that <laughs> film. I did watch it back in the day, and it's yeah, no, it's disturbing. We still. I, I got I got He still cries gotta, at night. <laughs> I, I just, I just got to say, like, you, you know, you give a lot of credit to Bobby Trippett and Mike Wood, but I mean, when they do stuff like that, you got to kind of think they're not, they're not good people. There's, <laughs> I think, you know, what it is is that when I get on their show every now and then, I'm a complete garbage person and I'm a, just a piece of shit. <laughs> and I think this is their way of, of, of payback. You know, like this was Mike's way of payback. I'm going to make him watch Exit Eden. He brought on Tim, uh, Tim Yobo from. Oh my the God. Podcast. So this, so this episode was four hours, was it? Uh, pretty much. It's going to be a two part yeah. episode, y'all. So yeah. holy shit. Yeah, it was a lot. It was my birthday. I drank half a bottle of rum. It's going to be insane. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I a lot of exit of Eden in my head right now. It's, I look it's forward to good. that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fascinating. Yeah. So we'll move over to you, Lady Lee. Anything you want to mention? Uh, so as you know, I'm on, what, week eight of uh, my class that I'm taking for summer, or my summer mm -hmm. course words um anyways uh i had to watch uh city of god uh this week and mm -hmm. it is okay so I'm, I'm halfway done so technically i haven't watched it completely but it is 
absolutely blown my mind. I am absolutely hooked. Uh, unfortunately, I had to work today, so I wasn't able to watch the whole thing. But oh my god, like the in- even just the intro alone, like the editing is just fucking amazing. Like it just blow your mind. Good. Oh. Uh, it just captivate you. The, the editing captivates you, and then the storyline just hooks you in even further. Uh, it's just such a good movie. Uh, it's hard to watch at times because it really does show the reality of Rio de Janeiro. Rio, wow, I can't even say it. Rio de Janeiro. Rio, ah! You got this. You got this, <laughs> girl. Happening. You got this. Rio de Janeiro. There you go. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm on the spot, so I just got nervous. Um, My good. Uh, like back in the day with like the, the drug lords and the, the criminals and all that stuff and like the cops that are corrupt and everything. Uh, they even used non-actors in order to try and make it even more real. So, yeah, blow my mind fucking good. It's just entirely captivating. It's a really good movie. I definitely suggest people go watch it. Go do it now. <laughs> I will say I, I finally saw Summer of Soul or when the revolution could not be televised. And that was amazing. And I'm maybe a little late to the game. I don't know how many people have seen it, but it is, it is on Hulu. And yeah, there is a part in that whole thing that just made me absolutely break down crying. Like I just absolutely love that. So check out summer of soul y'all. Um, if y'all haven't checked it out yet, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> the only thing I watched uh, recently that'll mention um, John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum because it popped up in Netflix. Why did you watch that? Well, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the series, but I mean, it, it, I mean, here's the thing: Netflix is like the worst service possible in a way because it'll <laughs> it'll put things on there that you necessarily wouldn't watch any other way. But it's like it's free on Netflix, so I'm just going to watch it, I guess. Um, And so I did that. And there is the very best John Wick movie ever made in that movie. But that's like an hour and a half. I feel you. And then then it goes on for another hour almost. And, (laughs) And I'm like, this is longer than Marvel superhero movies. <laughs> what business does this action movie have being that long? And it just, yeah, I, there's a lot of stuff. I love in this. Like it, it gets like really hardcore, like brutal with some of the fights and stuff, it but then it, then it has these gun battles that go on for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, why, why am I watching? It's a video game. It becomes a video game at that point, right? Because, and and like you could directly translate this movie into a video game, a modern video game, and it would work perfectly. But as a movie, no, it doesn't work that way. It's it's not good. Um, but I I kind of give it a bare pass just because I really it it you know Keanu Reeves is pretty good, and you know yeah. he's got the he's got this nailed down. And some of the scenes, some of the fight scenes are pretty good. I kind of like that, like the main bad guy that he's sort of pit, uh, put up against is like a fanboy of John Wick, like like all all the all these assassins in this weird world where assassins are everywhere, and there's like this whole culture of assassins. They're all like fanboys of John Wick, <laughs> so so they're like kind of geeking out while trying to kill him at the same time. That's kind of a cool joke. But he, but the thing I liked is John Wick Tuco's a gun, and uh, if if people are not familiar with with that uh, terminology, I, I think I might have invented it, so that might be why. <laughs> but um, but uh, so Tuco, a character from The Good, The Bad, and the Ugly, at one point in that movie, 
he takes several pistols and breaks them down and makes a new pistol or other parts that he likes. And John Wick has a moment in this where he's at like this uh, weapons museum and he breaks right. down like a bunch of old West pistols and does the same thing. And then, you know, and, and builds his a gun to his preferences, to his liking. And I was like, okay, kudos to you, John Wick. <laughs> you, you, you spoke to my heart with that one. You're going to get a bare pass for me. And, th- and that's it. But, <laughs> but if, if they could shave a half hour off this movie, it would be kind of perfect, but. It, it just goes on way too fucking long. And that's I think it. they knew they were going to make the money anyway. And the director was able to just let leave in whatever the fuck he wanted to leave in. They, they leave in two movies it's worth of lot. action though. Yeah. Like the, and the, they, they have the balls. They have the fucking balls. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to set up a sequel. And I'm like, Oh my God, you motherfuckers. There's going to be a fourth one of these. <laughs> yep. They're yeah. gonna, it's going to be like the Fast and Furious series. It's just going to be so ridiculous. They're going to end up in space. Like it's. <laughs> oh, you mean? Oh, oh, you mean the original of ending up in space, which is Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 no. Um, fucking Leprechaun preceded that. Oh, you serious? Oh, yeah. They were in space first. Oh, my yeah. God. They had. It's weird. Leprechaun had two <laughs> movies. Leprechaun had two movies in the hood, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then they went to space. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's. Uh, where do you go from the hood? You go to space, baby. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's where you go. That's, that's, that seems to be ha- what's happening. As soon as they just have no more ideas, let's go to space. <laughs> <laughs> I hope let- John Wick ends up in space. That would be so fun. If you're let following me. the Fast and Furious trend, they will do it. Yeah. Mm. I want kind of a total recall. John Wick, like a little bit of a. I want to see three boobs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that'd be great. It's not like everyone's life goal is to see three boobs. I mean, I mean, two boobs are so great. Like we're like, let's do it three. Like why not? Even I mean, like. The straightest female will still have a massive fascination to see three boobs. Oh, yeah, I think it's a like, universal <laughs> fascination. You're yeah. very right. <laughs> I a, don't even I don't even know why you brought that up because you are not re- remotely the straightest female. But <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying in general. I know that a lot of like people in general would be just curious. It's not a a sexual thing. It's just a a fascination thing. Like I've so, even I've even practiced the double motorboat just in case it ever happens like like, i like you just never know if they're ever gonna have three three titties in front of your face (laughs) so so i I have this i have this like curse and blessing so i'm 411 i'm not that tall oh that's a perfect height what are you talking about yeah um a lot of girls love it that i'm so short and every time i go to hug them every time i go to hug them they always shove my head in their boobs (laughs) so i have this So, yeah. so I have this crazy amount of practice of motorboating girls. I was gonna say you have the best motorboat angle, like yeah. in all of us. Yeah. And I'm not even I'm I'm a Mexican, you know, we're not that tall. I'm like five nine, but you definitely have the best angle for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm female and girls like short girls. Like it's <laughs> Well, if you ever if you ever if we ever want to set that up. And uh, you want to motorboat some girls? I, I'm more than willing to, to, to you know, go around and support you. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. I just gotta you know hype you up. 
<laughs> we could do it together. It, okay. If we find a girl with three boobs, we'll do it together. That would be fantastic. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 sponsor the the Lady Lee Motorboat Tour of twenty twenty four. Lady Lee Motorboat Tour. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna move on. To I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm taking this show off the off the rails. I I I'm, I'm gonna try to just. This is your show, Lee. You do what you got to do, man. I'm here for the. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just I'm just a little bit of sprinkle of spice, baby. No, I I I, I fully expected all this shit. I, I I know you. I know your podcast. I know what you do. I've heard you. As the professional, like you've been guest. on the show, yeah, you've been you, on you, the show, and you are a professional guest of other podcasts that you just yes. railroad constantly. Um, <laughs> so I, I know what's going on. Okay, good, good. <laughs> let's, but, so uh, let's talk about this fucking hooker movie we're going to talk about from it's from Italy. Oh, uh, we're, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna get there, but okay. be, but, but, be, but before that, we have a little segment that we like to call Movie God. Are you? When someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Movie god. Oh shit, that was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Daniel Segura. Yes, sir. Since since you are a first time guest on the show, you My get last name and shit. Yeah, you get to play the movie god game. So I'm going to give you two things from movies, either people, movies, uh, composers, whatever, and you have to eliminate one of these things from existence. They never existed. They're dead. They everything they influenced that came after them never happened. Maybe perhaps movies that they starred in were starred in by other people, but they were not there. Okay. And considering that you do the mustachioed podcast, yo. I picked two actors this time, two well-known mustached actors. And keep keep in mind too, you're you're not you're not debating who has the better mustache. You're debating who you'd rather (laughs) disappear from existence. Exactly. So Daniel Segura, you are the movie god. You have to eliminate either Sam Elliott or Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, because I will tell wow. you, I know that was fast Ooh! because I'm the fucking mustachio podcastio host, and I know what fucking moves need to be made when they need to be made, baby. This and I'm just, oh sorry, I'm just laughing because uh, <laughs> Lee tries so hard to stump people, and you just destroy him, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. I felt so good after Vaughn too last episode. Oh, and- you just took that away from him. That was glorious. <laughs> I will tell you, I love Burt Reynolds, and I and I've covered him several times in the podcast. Yo, I think he has maybe three movies on the show. But Sam Elliott is a fucking legend. I love him. He is somebody that I wish was one of my uncles. I <laughs> he reminds me of some of my uncles. The movies he's made just absolute. They they just inspire me from like from when he started his career to the to the fucking to right now where he's making movies like he made the fucking the I don't even know the name of it. It's in my show, but it's like the guy that killed Bigfoot and then the Hitler mm-hmm. whatever the fuck and or the guy that killed Hitler, the guy that killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Yeah. And that movie. I'm got I got to say, y'all, I thought it was going to be a, a bit. I thought it was going to be a stupid bitch fucking movie that was just going to be a bunch of jokes and stupid shit. 
fucking Sam Elliott made my eyes water because that man is just there's just something about him that is absolutely real. This guy lived the life and I absolutely love him. And you know what? Whenever I post a photo of Sam Elliott on the Instagram of the Masachio Podcastio, that bitch is going to get the most fucking likes of any fucking <laughs> post that, that ends up on the podcast. It's, it's amazing. This guy makes like fuck from like 20 year olds to fucking 55, 60, 75 year olds get just melted inside. This guy can make anyone fucking wet. And I love Sam Elliott. Fuck yeah. I'm sorry, Burt Reynolds. You got to go. Goodbye, sir. Okay, uh, you you make a compelling argument, so I I gotta I gotta give it to you. I gotta that give it to you. Ar- <laughs> that was that was inte- that was the most powerful Man. one I've okay. ever heard. So now <laughs> now now I'm fucking back to and, and feeling, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> now now I'm back to feel incredibly despondent because because <laughs> I, I I had I I had I had Vaughn so stumped. Last episode, he could not come up with an answer, and now I'm back to now I'm back to square one. Which Vaughn is this? What, what is the podcast he he runs? You know, you know Vaughn Vaughn Kuhlmeyer. Uh, yeah, dude, I know I know a few Vaughns, guy. Like there's, uh, there's multiple Vaughns in the. You just guessed it on his podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, I think you might be a little bit too drunk. Oh, you mean, you mean, uh, you mean, okay, I know which one you're talking about. I know mm-hmm. multiple Vons. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, no. Motion Picture, picture Massacre Von. Yes, I love him. I'm yeah. actually going to release his episode on my feed on Monday because I mm. want people to know how fucking brilliant the episode that I did with him and Brady from uh, Solid Six podcast. Yep. We did a great podcast. We covered the, the Shaolin um uh yeah movies. 30 36 chambers movies the 36 yeah. chambers movies i want people to check it out i you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on my feet as well mm-hmm. no it, it was a really good episode yeah too. i love von push but yeah but yeah okay so you yo so you froze von what did you ask von holy shit <laughs> yeah i i i uh asked him he'd have to eliminate lucio fulci or mario bava <laughs> And and he was stumped. He couldn't do it. So, <laughs> hey, I will admit you gave me a solid one, man. But Sam Elliott, in my time of doing a whole year of my show, I love that man, and he is such a big part of my childhood. I, I, you know what? If I was born in a slightly earlier time, if I was born in the seventies, prob Burt Reynolds would have been automatic. And I love him so much. But there's something about Sam Elliott that he brings to the fucking screen that I just absolutely love. So he will always be my hero. Yes, yeah, the about, way it is. What about you, Lee? What? What's your answer? Uh, I'd be like Daniel. <laughs> I'll just piss on Burt Reynolds' grave, I guess. Is, what I'm gonna do. <laughs> de- is he dead? <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He died a couple years ago. Yeah. You want to? Okay, so. Um, I forgot about- he was dead. <laughs> Shit. I thought about this long and hard, and uh, I think I would be willing to to sacrifice Burt Reynolds just so I could see that reaction that we got from Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that made it worth it. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like, that was that was that was fucking legendary. That was I'm right. that passion. I'm convinced. Like even if I I hated one over the other, like I would change my mind just because that was. <laughs> I may need a minute. <laughs> mm. We've all we on this podcast. We've all buried Burt Reynolds. Um, I'm sure you know someone. Let Lonnie Anderson know she'll probably be a big supporter of this podcast going forward because uh, you know she she's an ex wife who you know <laughs> not a big fan of Burt Reynolds. Um, yeah, there we go. 
so yeah, we're going to take a very quick break. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the girl with the pistol. Hi, puppy. place my name is gary and i'm your guide to cinnamon beef podcast every episode we not only deliver film reviews we also dismantle some of your favorite and most hated films sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse hey, 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 you shut your face if we want to hear you talk i will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet all right calm down calm down Every show, I hope to have a new co-host, podcasters, listeners alike. That's right, I'm talking to you people. I take all comers. Yo, slaps. That's not very nice. The only rules, well, let's ask the best cooler in the business. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. Three, enough. So join the insanity and please venture frustrations. I'm available on TalkShoe, iTunes, and Citrus Smart Radio. Remember, here at the Cinnabee Podcast, if you got beef, I've got the grinder. Girl with the Pistol from 1968. We don't have a trailer because the trailer is all in Italian. And I'm Italian. Like, Italian. Whoa. Movie, call me movie. the worst Italian and then you just say that to me. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, 
<laughs> Whatever. This is directed by uh, Mario Monticelli. He has 107 screenwriting credits, 57 directing credits, and he's considered one of the masters of the Commedia all'Italiana, which is comedy Italian style. Direct translation, apparently. Oh, so this was supposed to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see how you feel about it. <laughs> uh, nominated six times for an Oscar. He died in uh, 2010 at age 95. He killed himself by jumping from a window in the <gasps> hospital he was staying in in Rome. What a um, penis hole. Mm. So I stopped calling people that are weak pussies because uh, pussies are actually very strong. Um, it's incredible <laughs> how strong they are. So I started calling Thanks. people that are weak penis holes. And so he's a total pee pee hole, dude. Well, here's here's the thing. So apparently this guy had a philosophy like he, when he reached age 90, he decided to apparently he went off and like lived on his own because he he had this philosophy that he needed to be self-sufficient. Yeah, he's a penis hole because he had the feeling that if 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 he had if he surrounded himself by women, that their natural instinct, quote unquote, yeah. was to be nursemaids to him and, you know, coddle him and shit. And he oh, he would God. lose his natural manly manliness. So <laughs> What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, apparently it's a thing he thought. So I was doing a bit, y'all, but um, <laughs> wow, this guy's a total peepee hole. Wow. Uh, but wow. yeah, he but he was admitted to the hospital for prostate cancer, so he decided to kill himself. It was, I mean, it was just, I would. Yeah, I would do similar. Yeah, if I if I had a debilitating disease, too? yeah, why not? You know, yeah, let's figure it out. A, a massive amount of directing credits. The only thing that like. St- popped out to me is we did an episode on a movie where he did a segment in uh, the Queens from 1966, which is a uh, anthology movie featuring like four prominent, really hot Italian actresses. And mm. uh, it's pretty good. We, we reviewed it. And it was, it's pretty good. We have writers here, Rodolfo uh, Sonigaro or no son, sunny, sunny go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just, so, you know, I'm going to butcher all these. We're gonna, names. Yeah, we're gonna, it's it's going to be bad. Um, I so, would try to help you. but Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You don't want to help me at this point. It's fine. No. Um, he notable. He did turn the other cheek from 1974, which is a Bud Spencer, Terrence Hill uh, movie. <laughs> we have also Luigi Megany who uh, wrote a segment in The Queens, not the same segment that Mario Monticelli directed, but uh, there's a connection there. And uh, what Monticelli did I yeah. did I say did I say Monticelli? Is that what? Yeah, I, yeah whatever. He's dead. He's not going to come after me. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so we have Monica Viti Viti Viti, Viti as a Santa Panate. Papate. <laughs> oh my god. This, this is making me look worse. Uh, so so for ten years she was the muse and companion of director uh, Michelangelo Antononi. She was also in the Queens. She was in one of the segments uh, of, of that film. And she's just done a ton of shit. Uh, she's she's one of these actresses. You know, she made her career in Europe. Like she's she's not one yeah. of those ones that sort of like transferred to Hollywood at any point, really necessarily. So she's super famous in Europe, and she she made it. Yeah, uh, I, she ended her career in about 1990. If, unfortunately, apparently she's uh, suffering from Alzheimer's now. So oh uh, no, yeah, but she's in like her 
eighties. Yeah, so, late eighties. Yeah, yeah. Like, still, that's a that's a hard way to go. Mm-hmm. I guess just for your family mostly, because yeah. Uh, we got Stanley Baker as Dr. Tom Osborne. Uh, he's in a bunch of great shit. Uh, Concrete Jum- Jungle, The Guns of Navarone, Zulu, Sands of the Kalahari, The Lizard in a Woman's Skin. He died super early, died of lung cancer, age 48. Uh, mm. So moving on. Uh, Colin Redgrave is Frank Hogan. The one other person I want to get into a little bit, Anthony Booth as John. And uh, I know him from other films. He he did a bunch of British sex comedies in the 70s. Is this the blonde uh, guy? Yeah, the blonde okay. guy. I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good in this. Uh, he was in the Confessions series of sex comedies. Confessions of Window Cleaner. Confessions of a Pop Performer. Confessions of a Driving Instructor. And confession, Confessions of a Summer Camp Counselor. Uh, confessions of a Concession work (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised they didn't do it but these are like uh they're like the raunchy answer to the carry on films that came before them basically shall i lick your butthole (laughs) yeah shall i lick your butthole (laughs) shall i do it shall shall i shall i put your titty into my mouth is that what i do And uh, we got uh, Carlo Giuffre as uh, Vincio Mascaluso. He's good. Uh, yeah, he's really good. He's got a mustache. He, he, he does, does stuff. Have, thank you, sir. I thank you for recognizing that. There are some <laughs> great mustaches in this movie. Yeah. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I'm looking, and I, I, I can't. I don't know if it's Guifre or... Guifre. Uh, I, I just, I just said... Uh, Guifre. 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 I, guess, I guess. I think it's just Guifre. Guifre. You're going to kind of have to cough it out. (laughs) (laughs) It's just rare at the end. Of the Italian disease. (laughs) (laughs) He's great in this movie, though. I love his um, Pew demeanor. Mm -hmm. So um, when do you want to meet my mom? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. she's half Italian. There's a my mom's Italy. (laughs) Oh, she would love me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love love baked goods and (laughs) 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 tell that Uh, to my mom. (laughs) She would love me. Yeah, we have uh, Nicolina Papetti as uh, La Cuina des Asserta. So. Like it's weird the the IMDb credits just like the fucking version of the film we're watching half of it's in English uh, half yeah. of it's in Italian and shit half of the credits on IMDb are in Italian and they make no sense to me. Um, Tiberio Mergia is on uh, immigrante Sicilianio. Mergia. Uh, whatever. <laughs> You know what? I'm not even reading the rest of the credits yeah. because fuck this shit. I just want to make fun of you. I know you should have her do it. She knows. She seems to know. She, she is the worst about. Italian, though. She's not any good. I am at this the worst shit. Italian. I am yeah. the worst Italian. I only I am only half Italian because my mom and uh, I the only word I understood. Come like and uh, bene. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and Ashbet. Ashbet. Until this me. Until this podcast, she had never seen an Italian Western. So. I've never seen a spaghetti Western mm. correction. <laughs> well, if you want to be racist about it, that's fine. Uh, um, yeah. If you want to be correct about the terminology about it, 
So my my little bit of Spanish that I know, being a Chicano uh, from the south, from South Texas, there are some bits of the Italian language that kind of translates. So they really, you know, there's a little bit here and there, but the pronunciations and what they do, it's just, it's it's like they're singing the whole time. I absolutely, mm. love to be mm. honest, yeah, I want to learn Italian at some point. Uh, so we have a synopsis here. Very brief synopsis. I, I don't even think I pulled this from IMDb. I pulled it from somewhere else. It says, a Sicilian woman is dishonored by her lover, then goes to London with a pistol intending to murder him. That's it. <laughs> That's- Real quick. Bow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cultural in a sense. Like, it's a, it's a sense of culture that I wasn't aware of, where the fact that, like, if you're, like, you know, taken and uh, a guy like wants to make you his bride and blah, blah, blah. And if it doesn't work out, then you can kill him. Like there's a whole thing about it. Like maybe mm-hmm. you know more about it, but yeah, I had no idea. I was like, holy shit. Like there's some laws that protect that shit. Like if some guy tries to make you his bride and it doesn't work out, you can go and kill his ass and then you can be single again. And you're all, and you have your honor. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, um, th- this this movie sort of deals with the ideas of uh, first off kidnapping your wife. Yeah, uh, and also you know honor killings uh, honor if you killing. wrong wrong somebody, right? Yeah. Which which is a which is a thing that sort of it's not just in Italian uh, sort of uh, heritage. There, there's honor killings everywhere, but you know there there's some different degrees of them. They all kind of basically center around the fact that, you know, women are second class citizens. That's kind of what, what happens here in these cultures. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just sort of get into it here. Uh, Daniel, what are your sort of general thoughts on this film? Well, you know, watching it today and really, really getting to like really take it in. I, um, I was originally going to record my own show, this morning and I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to. And so I was able to really soak this movie in. I could see the comedic bits of it, but Mm -hmm. I feel like the, you know, the time itself, 1960, what, 1968 or something. Yeah. I think the comedy was in a different place, but the parts that were supposed to be funny or the parts that were supposed to be slapsticky, I get it. But there was a lot of like, if you are in Italy and you understand the culture or like if you understand the culture that's beyond Italy and that like that's a part of what you do, mm-hmm. I think I think you can understand like you can get the comedy of it. But there's a lot of parts of it. I'm like, damn, like she has it so tough. Like she's coming from this villain. It kind of reminded me of my mother. And, and honestly, like, you know, my mom came from a very small little town in Texas. She picked cotton for a living. Like she grew up on a ranch and she fell in love with my my dad, who was in a, an inner city kid. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, and so it was very hard for her to acclimate herself to the, to a big city like San Antonio. And for a lot of y'all that don't understand San Antonio, we're like one of the biggest cities in the nation. But we do have like a small town feel. But at the same time, it's still a big city. And and it was a big adjustment for her. And I think you kind of see a little bit of that coming from a small town mindset. It's just so mm-hmm. different. Uh, once you get into the big city and uh, that to me, that's what this movie kind of portrays. And then once she gains that independence and separates herself from the tradition and the conservative tradition of her, of her village, she's able to kind of open up and find her own way of, of, of finding happiness and mm-hmm. independence. To me, this is like a very feminist movie. 
to me, uh, I could be off base, but I just feel like it's a very feminist movie and uh, uh, a woman finding her way, finding her independence and being able to see a man for what he is, which is a controlling piece of shit and be able to take advantage of him and find her and, and win, like get that fucking W. And I, I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yeah. So that, that is my opinion of this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, right on. I think you're pretty spot on. Uh, Lady Lee, what do you think of it? Um, I am just going to straight up say the editing was absolutely awful in this movie. Oh, it was this movie where you had to take a minute and kind of orient yourself to where you were, like timeline wise and what was happening as well. So it's not the suspend disbelief. It's just you have to kind of figure out the storyline because I know we're discussing before, like you don't really or the the whole plot of it in general. Like we didn't read about it we just kind of watched it and uh most of the times you're okay but this one was a little bit disorienting the the movie at the beginning with the whole dance scene you can see that there's the attraction and then all of a sudden we end up in a a bedroom that's in a barn and then we're after she's chasing this guy and then we're in different scenarios and it was just you had to kind of figure out your own way in this movie so i think they did a really poor job editing i do agree with daniel that it is kind of a feminist movie because well being brought up with an italian mother i kind of got to hear of the traditions i never had to be a part of them but my mom told me about them so what she did and like at the end what she became that's it's kind of almost what my mom did as well like she went very much against her traditions in order to be where she is today so that was kind Mm -hmm. of interesting as well yeah. And the ridiculousness of it, I did enjoy that because there was a lot of just absolute over the top, stupid parts that I thought were pretty entertaining. So, yeah, that's that's my my overall feel, which I feel leaves me like right in the middle. Mm. <laughs> I like this quite a bit. I was I was really surprised by it. I was surprised to find that this is actually a comedy because it, it's actually dealing with some pretty fucking serious subject matter, it but is, it's like it, it plays it slapstick and it does. And I mean, a lot of this movie is just we're going to make Monica VD look fucking awesome. We're going to we're going to make her yeah. super hot. We're going to we're going to put her in like the swinging London period. She's going to do all kinds of cool shit. She's going to like find herself uh, she's gonna be she's gonna be hot no matter what she does. She's gonna dance around in the swinging London sixties, and she's gonna like you know uh, entrance all the men who encounter her in her life, you know, kind of thing. Right from the beginning, it, there's absurdity, right? Like the all male all male dancing club on the roof where where all the dudes that are dancing with just interesting. That's actually <laughs> uh, um, actually pretty common because yeah. my dad was telling me like in Greece that the men dance with the men and the women dance with the women because she even made the comment about saying that I'm not used to dancing with males. And that's kind of a thing. Like the men would dance with the men and the women would dance with the women. It wasn't a, a cross thing. Um, no, yeah. I, 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 I figured there was a cultural thing, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking like you, you look at how repressed the Sicilian society is in that village that she comes from, where it's like very taboo for like she like she mentions at some point she's never even like kissed her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like it, it makes sense that like the, the the dancing club would be all dudes because if there was a woman there she might entice some dude to have a boner and then Jesus Christ who knows what's going to happen right yeah you're mine now yeah it kind of reminded me um 
if we if we notice, um, you know, Mrs. Lee over here, uh, I, I, you know, there's not a visual aspect of this podcast, but she is wearing a Sonic shirt, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I, am. Like, <laughs> I, am a, I am a Sega person as well. I am so a Sega am, person. I oh, still shit. have my Sega Genesis. I have a Sega Genesis, Sega CD, and Sega 32X, baby. So oh, you can come over anytime. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just two hours away. I'll be there. <laughs> and uh, I love, I I just love the fact that the way this town looks in Italy, it just looks. De- it, it reminds me of Sonic Adventure on Dreamcast, which means like literally Thanos has come in and get gotten rid of like three, <laughs> three quarters of the population, and it's like it's so quiet. But yes, like watching these Italian men all dancing together and watching our one of our main characters, which is um uh the uh was it Vin, uh, Vincenzo? Vincen- Vincenzo Vincenzo watching him there dancing with a 411 Italian man <laughs> and holding him tightly his name is Carmelo and holding him tightly it is very interesting i was like wait i've never seen that before like that that would be an interesting way to learn how to dance like dance with a bunch of other guys and mm-hmm. uh you know learn it and then eventually when you're among women you you'll be able to know what you do and and he goes and he like basically i guess he made it a routine where he would go and get on his little moped and watch the watch our main character dancing with her sisters and her cousins and stuff in her in her place it's weird like i'm like okay yeah, that's the cultural thing for sure they're, they're, yeah there's this whole thing so the, so all the men are dancing on a rooftop and across the street are a bunch of women, this whole family of women, basically in this, uh, this apartment or whatever. And they're looking across the street, watching them dance. And so Vincenzo, he actually has his eyes on our main character, Asanta's cousin. She's this big, beautiful white woman, basically. Like he's like, apparently he he's into, he's into the thick ladies. Uh, the you know, ladies. yeah, he, he's, in, yeah. he's into that. Cause uh, our, our main character, Asanta, She's kidnapped by mistake. Like mm-hmm. she, she's not the one that was supposed to be kidnapped. He, he's trying to kidnap the cousin. And so when she shows up and he's like, oh, shit, you got the wrong, you got the wrong chick. And then, you know, uh, the two dudes he hired are like, no, no, we didn't get the wrong chick. What are you talking about? It's bullshit. And then they just basically walk off because it's under the system that it's like, well, we brought her here. So she's going to be the one you have sex with regardless. And you're going to have to marry her because even though the system is kind of like a weird patriarchal, like oppressed women system at the same time, the men are still kind of stuck in the tradition as well. Like they have to marry the chick or they are excluded from the community. So he's kind of like, so he's kind of stuck with her. But at the same time, he's like, okay, I'm going to fuck her and I'm just going to run out of the here. I'm going to leave. Because he's already dishonored her by taking her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as soon as he's dishonored her, whether he has, you know, relations with her or not, she has been dishonored. And so her whole family, like all her sisters, are considered, um, what do they call them? Basically, they're like spinsters. They, I think. Yeah, they, they, they can't get married. You can't get married until she has regained her honor. So he's put her in a tight uh, situation unwillingly because it wasn't even the woman he was looking for. But mm-hmm. he becomes incredible. I love the fact that, you know, he's like, well, you know, I have you and you're gorgeous. Like, obviously, oh, my God, she is amazingly beautiful. She's, she's fucking beautiful 
Yeah, he's not. Yeah, she's a he, smoke he, show. He, he's not. He's not into Italian smoke shows. He's a, he's into the you know the uh, big beautiful uh, white woman. Is, There's is, nothing is, wrong with a curvier lady. I, I did not say there is. I, I mean, mean yeah. I, I I like you, and you're very curvy. Thank what, what, you. What, 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 what's even going on here? But I mean, but I mean, here, but here's the thing. Fucking this dude, she's attracted to him at the beginning. Like she, have, She's been attracted to him this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a pretty. OK, so when my mom was in uh, high school, she didn't go to prom because she didn't get asked by the guy she wanted to get asked by. And this is kind of what it reminded me of, because in Italian tradition, you stay home with your parents until you get married. So like basically once you get out of high school, you look for a hope, whatever, to get a husband and then you can leave the household. And this this was basically this interesting scenario where it kind of reminded me what happened to my mom, where this girl wants this guy. So you can see she keeps trying to make eye contact. She's trying to like show interest. She's trying to do anything like this is the guy that she wants. So when she gets captured by him, you have this thing of like, you have to marry me before you have sex because this is the guy that she wants and she got him. And it's like this honor to be like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get picked off by some other guy. I'm getting the guy that I want. So it's such a big deal for her. And it's so intense. And it's so like, yes, I have to have you because I actually get to have who I want versus having some other guy just come and get me and like propose to me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was just one part that I. I uh, it, it kind of shows. It shows that desperation to get someone good, that get someone that you're into. Because a lot of times it ends up being like, oh, cool. I am supposed to get married to you. Like, I know my grandmother's was an arranged marriage and my mom was supposed to be an arranged marriage, but she wow. shit the bed on that mm. one. <laughs> she fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, can't see you later, guys. I'm breaking tradition. <laughs> <laughs> She is, you know, been brought up in this culture too. So she has the mindset that she's, you know, supposed to follow these rules, even though she's lusting after this dude. And this dude is he's he's just looking to get his dick wet, right? Like he yeah. he's like yeah. he he just wants someone to fuck and then and he's a total misogynist and he, he yeah. knows, okay, so I broke the rules, like well, I fucked up, I didn't get the woman I wanted necessarily. But I was still going to fuck her. And now I got to flee to England, basically, is, is kind of the thing, right? How old and is she supposed to be in this movie? She, I'm, I'm assuming she's in her 20s at this point, and she's a virgin. Yeah, like 20, 21. Okay, so my mom would be 19, 18 when this movie came out. So my mom was kind of going through the same thing, like same idea. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's I, anyways, I just think it's really interesting. I'm like comparing it to like what was then and what my mom was going through, except yeah. she was in Canada at that point. And I, I thought it was funny too, that they got kidnapped in, you know, these, these dudes drive up in like the dirtiest fucking car I've ever seen. And it's, yeah. it's, it's like, it's just, it, it's almost in my notes. It's almost dust color. Like it's supposed to be a black car, but so much dust on it. It's just yeah. filthy as fuck. And then one, one point, one of the women, like the the women that she's friends with, try to save her. One of them rips the door off the fucking car. It's such a piece yeah, of junk. Yeah, that's some super strength right there. Like that is some like super family strength. Like she mm. just tries to pull the shit out of that door, and it just completely comes <laughs> off. And it's such a common occurrence that when they saw this kind of vehicle and they saw what was happening, they were able to alert each other to say, "Hey, there's a kidnapper." Yeah, they're coming after you. They're gonna kidnap you. It's like, uh. 
a women walking up the street like Daniel saying like you know this this town's been Thanos you know like it's it's yeah. like there's not very many people so when you actually see a car driving down the street following women it's like you're gonna be kidnapped get the fuck out of there like <laughs> kind of thing also um um I have this in my notes but Vincenzo looked kind of like Jason Schwartzman if he was hit with a priest dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but you're right anyway, yeah jason schwartzman with some meat and some good looks on him yeah 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 yeah, yeah. holy fuck but it's 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 amazing watching her family fighting for her like that was actually one of the moments in the film that like really hit me i'm just watching like these little abuelitas these like little old ladies just fucking getting fucking pushed over and shit they're like mm-hmm. little roly polies and shit like rolling around mm-hmm. and shit they're like ah, da, da, da. There's like so much screaming in this movie. I love it. Like, I just love how fucking passionate it is. And like, it's so fucking Italian. They're like so fucking yelling and using their hands and everything. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. They're they're, they're so desperate. They don't want to be dishonored by having her kidnapped. It was hard hard to watch for a bit, though, because like that beginning part, like after everything happens to her and she says that he like basically raped her and um now she has to go murder him it was a little hard to watch because it was them saying oh you lost your virginity when you weren't supposed to lose your virginity okay well now you have to fuck off and i Mm -hmm. think that was a little bit hard to watch because uh that's 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 so true like if um a woman loses her virginity before she's it's supposed to be like before you're married before before she's married yeah, they're very disgraced and like discarded and uh, disgusting. <laughs> I got all these D's out of here. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and yeah, it's not just you. It's like your whole, f- like all your sisters as well are, are considered. Yeah, sisters. like everyone's like your daughter, your yeah. sister, and it like it hurts. Like it definitely, you can see that hurt because you're basically the one who ruined the whole family dynamic. Yeah, um, yeah and that's the thing because uh, they make a point to say that. Basically, if she had any brothers in her family, it would have been on the brother to go after this guy and, and kill him. Um, but they have no brothers, so she is the one who's tasked with killing him. Yeah, because she has a fiance, and he's like, "Oh, I'll, yeah, I can't I, I, do it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in the family yet. I can't do it. He's so. not even that hot. So fuck that guy. He looks no. Good. That's usually what happens. Like we once you get out of high match. school and you're done. <laughs> Whoever comes first and gets your hand in marriage, it's like okay, cool. That's your guy. You're going to marry him. Uh, Take him. That's interesting. That's the reason why my mom left. That's a big reason why my mom left and mm. kind of broke tradition was so that she can pick who she wanted to marry and not have Italian, not have an Italian man. But it's, yeah. but it's interesting. Like all this stuff happens like within the first 13 minutes before they even hit the credits of the film, uh, the opening credits anyway. And so like the, the village women give her a package to go to England with. So they, they give her uh they give her a gun, they give her a passport, they give her 11,000 lira. And I looked this up because I was like really interested in seeing how much money this was for her. So in 1968, one US dollar was worth 625 lira. So she was getting $17 US, uh, but she's going to Britain. So one British pound in 1968 was worth 1,500 lira. So she's getting 17, or uh, she's getting seven dollars and well seven pounds and 30 pence or whatever the fuck she did so, have her uh 
bus ticket paid for her. <laughs> yeah, she did. But she's getting like next to nothing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah she was scraping by for sure. She <laughs> was basically get there and kill this motherfucker. Yeah, get there, come, come back. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. she uh, became the maid, which mm-hmm. was a pretty funny scenario. But again, this is where the start, the editing kind of got a little bit weird. Because it didn't have a story to follow along. It was just like, okay, we're in this scene now. Oh, by the way, we're in this scene. Oh, this is happening now. Yeah, oh, we're on to a, a new there's guy There's a now. lot of, like, figure out that this happened at this point. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of, like, convenient interactions. Yeah, uh, here's, here's the movie. Connect the dots yourself. Like, yeah. do. Mm. Like, yeah. Excuse I did like her as a maid, though. That was really fun when she, like, goes into... Because uh, when she first gets into um, the UK, there's somebody that wants her to hire her to be a man. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 I'm here for a mission. Like, fuck you. Go, get the fuck off. But I'm then she realizes. Yeah. And she realizes eventually, oh, I'm going to have to be here for a little bit. So she decides to take the job. She's a maid for a little bit. And it's so funny, like just watching her like she's she's from a village. So she doesn't quite have the um, common sense. Yeah, of like what city folk are expecting. She's like dipping her long braid into like people's drinks and like <laughs> taking phone calls and being super like fucking vocal about it and just you well, know, uh, what when the the Scottish guy, co- yeah, when oh the Scottish when, when the Scottish guy. guy comes to the door and she sees him wearing the the kilt. And she she just slams the door in his face. Is like, there's a man here dressed as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> the the conversations out loud is so typically Italian. Like I remember my mom on the phone, and it just all they do is they talk louder and louder and louder, so you can hear it across the freaking house. Like it's just yeah. so. Yeah. And and, and so here's the, here's the weird thing in the version of film we watch, basically for you know the YouTube version. Um, so. Some of it's in English. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear some of the British people speak English, uh, but a lot of it's just dubbed in Italian. And it's directly translated. It's not yeah. properly translated. And, and fucking like, so she goes to a Britain where basically 90% of the population knows fluent Italian. Basically. Is, is, Hold yeah. on a second. This is hilarious because this is one of the moments where they explain that plot hole. Cause they, they, when she ends up at the hospital, they said, Oh yeah. Anybody who wears Italian works at this hospital. Like just so conveniently finds it. Yeah. And just mm. so happens. To, it was like, Oh, that's how you filled in that plot hole. Cause that was one of the things I commented on. Like, I get that there's a lot of multilingual people in the Europe because the countries are so close together. But you went to a hospital where all of them speak fucking Italian. It's like, oh yeah, all the Italians are hired at this hospital. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of annoyed. They kept calling him pro- uh, professor. And I was like, isn't he a doctor? And then they say doctor. Yeah, and he's called doc. Was, there's mm. supposed to be doctor. Like, even I, if he's a professor, if, if he has a PhD, even as a, like at university, anytime we have a, a prof who has a doctorate, it's doctor whoever. It's not professor whoever. I got to say, like, you know, immigrants, apparently at this point in, in the world that this film presents, they can get any goddamn job they want, pretty much, because she became the, a nurse in like two days and he became a paramedic and like. Yeah, the guy she's chasing, Vincenzo, he, he's got like 18 different jobs in this film that yeah. you know, she keeps chasing him. That, yeah, he's like a, he's like the pretender. I don't know if you all remember the pretender uh, sh- series from back in the 90s or like or like I've heard of it. But I didn't sounds know. familiar. It was like a guy that could just like basically pick up any job he wanted because <laughs> he was like manufactured to be a genius. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, Vincenzo is like, that's basically him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, one part that 
really got me going, like grinding my fucking gears, was uh, I think they mentioned at the beginning where she's dishonorable and gross and because she fucked him. And even after she said raped him, she's like, oh, no, you still lost your virginity. But him, who is a guy who's fucked how many women... And he is not a whore in any way, shape, or form. It's totally yeah. cool that he's fucked as many people as he's fucked. Like it just oh, that grinded my gears. No, he like he like at the end of the film, he you know when they meet up again, like a little later, like she goes away and she comes back to England basically, yeah. and she you know she's changed her hairstyle a little bit or whatever. She's a, she's you know she's matured a little bit. You know she's she's a she's a different person than she Changed was when she started. Changed redhead because the wife was a redhead. Yeah, <laughs> but like <laughs> when, when they yeah when they meet up again, they sort of they sort of mention that fuck. I just I just lost what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> she changed her hair. Uh, and <laughs> Something about the guy being a whore, she, but he it's like okay. she comes and less. She well, no, yeah, no, he was villagey, you know. Well, no, like he 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 explains to her that he had a girlfriend for two months, yeah, and but she didn't want to, you know, just be a submissive, you know, girlfriend to As him wife. or a wife to wife to him, and he's like, "That's the woman I want. I want I want a submissive housewife, basically, kind of thing," and she's like, "Oh, well, what a shame that you know that she she fell, you know." She, she fell short of your expectations, basically. And then she, you know, then she fucks him and leaves him oh, at the said, end. She manipulates him. She literally tells him, like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. That's exactly what I'm going to be. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm going to do to you. And he, honestly, like, when you're watching it, you're like, no, bitch, no, don't do it. No, bitch, don't. And then when she leaves the next day, <laughs> I was like, yes. yes! <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very, oh, like, so female empowerment <laughs> film. Like, yeah, yeah, she she eventually learns that you know, she she had been being manipulated mm-hmm. yeah, by the family, by him, by she, everybody. Yeah, she she learns that the that the culture she's coming from, there's a lot wrong with it. There's a lot of suppressive Oppression. shit that was that was like directing her life. And she she you know she it's a culture clash movie, right? Because she mm-hmm. goes to England and she starts encountering this much more liberal european kind of like stance on things sexual politics and things like that like at first she's like you know any woman that's known this dude oh she's a whore because she hasn't married him because she she had sex with him and didn't marry him so she's a whore right but no she she starts to learn that yeah you know adults can try to to get married because mm-hmm. she either went back home married or she went back home with a, a dead fiance because like when the guy pretended to be dead she was freaking out because she couldn't go back home because it's like either it's natural causes or i'm dishonored still so then she's rushing to try and find a husband who the guy was trying to marry it turns out to be gay and Mm -hmm. uh yeah then she's latches on to the doctor and it's just this you see her she's desperate to find a husband like she's desperate to to get married and then by the end she leaves her hometown her home country and creates her own life mm-hmm. which i know lee you love redheads but mm-hmm. i thought she looked so funny as a redhead it just did not suit her it didn't I work love her the red. i love her okay. as a blonde. yeah i but like the her- red I like your old G with the braid for sure. Like, I said I don't understand braid. those like hairs in the front that stuck out at the beginning, like the top. Well, no, I mean she. I mean, I, I liked her. I liked her original look a little bit better. Like she's got the auburn hairdo in yeah. that. Like you know, she, so it's the darker red. 
It's like the they, chestnut um, red. The hairs in the front are called disheveledness. It's disheveled. just but no, it was, it was like literally on purpose. Like there was these hairs that were placed on purpose. Yeah, like were, it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's to show that you're a, a working woman. It, it's just supposed um, to. It's supposed to show that she's crazy and she suffers yeah, from hysteria. She's, she's, yeah, uh, hysteria. She's from she, village. When she had them comb back, I was like, "Oh, that looks so much nicer as a hairdo." Yeah. But uh, I think that was like the style of whatever. But anyways, I loved her long. I love long hair. If you can't tell, I fucking love long hair. So when she, she like cut it down, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> like own the long hair, and then I I didn't like her as a redhead. She just did not look hot as a redhead. It just it's still hot. Like she's still gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. It's no, just, no, she, I, she is. Her. She is gorgeous. I do agree. I, I liked her original look way better. Honestly, yeah. But, like even too. if she had the same hairstyle, I'd have been okay with it. Just the color didn't suit her. Mm-hmm. She just didn't have that. But yeah, the movie does do a good turn at the end, right? Like, like at the last line is is Vincenzo. He's basically saying, you know, she's still a whore or whatever. Yeah. So he's still he's still stuck in that antiquated Old mindset. School. And, and she, <laughs> yeah, and, and she, she is, she's left that antiquated mindset. So she wins. And I, I kind of, I kind of feel like, like people, some people watching this might take the wrong message from it at the end kind of thing. Like some people might think that like, oh no, he, he's in the right. Like he, he, he's got the final word. So he's actually like summing up what's going on. And it's like, no, you lost she- completely like he led he went back to his old fashion like oh she's just she's a whore she's a whore trying to like convince himself mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she was just a whore so it's fine but realistically he was completely smitten by her and wanted her back so badly and to marry her and well basically he was in love with what he saw not her I've, we've yeah. already had this discussion yeah. where it's like we need to manipulate her to become what we want her to be and um, she was an entirely different woman. She was a strong woman who said, guess what? I can fuck you and I can leave you and I don't give a fuck. And that's insanely empowering, especially for a woman back then, especially for an Italian woman. Mm-hmm. Like that was, or I guess, Sicilian. But uh, it was incredibly, uh, like you mentioned, it was incredibly like a movement for like a feminist movement in general, because it was the idea that you can fuck for fun and not have to get married and if they start yeah. calling you a whore or something like that it's like why why because you did the same to me so i can't do it like go yeah fuck and like, the message the exact same thing to me and i fucking threw it back in your face and the movie shows like pretty blatantly there's a lot of parts where we see uh vincent uh Vincenzo, you know he's on the phone with her and he's trying to get back with her and blah 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 and he turns around and he's doing flirtatious shit like he's He's the whore. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He is a man whore. But yeah. at the time, being a man and being Sicilian, you could be a man whore and it was okay. Yeah. Uh, you could pull it off. And what basically this movie turns it on the head. It's like she's like, Well, you know what? You left me that first time after we had sex and you left and you try to escape. I'm gonna do the same thing to you because I don't need you. I can find mm-hmm. my own life. And this is the way it is. And yeah, you're, you're like, it's completely right. We can all find our own pleasure throughout life. And it doesn't mean that it's a commitment thing. And yeah, uh, yeah like I just, I think that's what the movie tries to show. And she's on the yeah. boat, like as the movie ends, she's on the boat, like chilling. Like, yeah. Smoking <laughs> a cigarette. Like she's like, no worries caring. in the world. 
Yeah. yeah, like it's just it's the biggest middle finger you could ever give to someone who thinks that way. Like she yeah. convinced him that he had her manipulated and she had him manipulated. She basically said see you later. And uh but it's it's kind of funny cuz even throughout the movie you think that she's fucking crazy. But what makes her crazy is just the family traditions. Like it literally leads her to being this like volatile, angry, I'm going to murder everybody. I'm going to call everybody a whore uh, because of her upbringing, because uh, she's told that if she doesn't, she's going to dishonor her family, that she's going to never be able to go back home. Like she has nightmares about it constantly. So you have to think like someone who uh, is being told this, like how, how else are you supposed to think? Like you literally have a beating in your brain that you have to murder somebody in order to regain your honor. Like that's pretty and, fucked. Yeah, and sh- and you know, convenience of of the film, she luckily encounters like a couple dudes who treat her with like the absolute respect, mm-hmm. and and like actually kind of show her that like, oh no, this is this is okay. Yeah. You, you can you can be sexual with people and have fun and and live your own life, kind of thing. She runs into our our blonde dude and. He treats her with the utmost respect. Like he's, you know, he, he he's interested in her. He wants to hang out with her, but he never forces himself on her. Basically, you know, it's like, you know, they're hanging out in that that fucking club. And I love I love that scene where he takes her to that club, and you can kind of see her starting opening up to new things because she gets in that club and the music's playing, and her, her shoulders are kind of like almost involuntarily starting to bop to the music. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, she's focused on let's talk to this girl who knows where Vincio is, you know, basically. And they go to talk to the redhead girl and she's like, oh, so she's a whore, right? Because she slept with him at one point, you know, kind of. And he left and and then they go back into the, the fucking club and this uh, dumbass dude fucking tries to hit on her. And she like, you know, beats him off with her fucking bag and shit. And then she like gets the blonde dude to fight him for her honor or whatever. You know, and she, you know, she slowly learns encountering these guys that this system she's living under, this this fucking traditional cultural thing, is so antiquated and wrong, and it's holding her down. And she, you know, she slowly learns that it's like, no, I can, I can be my own person. I, I can break out of this shit. I should not feel ashamed for who I am, kind of thing. And it's really that- well known turning point is when uh she shoots the wrong person so mm. she never ends up killing him but she shoots the the girl that he's with yeah and the doctor is the one who comes and gets her out of the police station and was like hey just so you know you didn't do anything but what you did was wrong and it's i think that's like that real turning point in her head where she it, uh, understands. The, the, yeah yeah the movie shows you know it sprinkles through uh, that she's actually not that good at doing violence no. and, and encountering violence because she goes to the hospital and she sees right. like that operation and she's like she's squeamish mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then when she goes to shoot she looks away basically you know like she mm-hmm. can't she's actually not she doesn't have the stones for it basically kind of thing I thought yeah. the the movie had my intention for such a long time and then that last I think it was like 10 20 minute segment uh, I, I thought it was kind of boring compared to the rest of the film because mm-hmm. The rest, the first beginning of the film was really good. And then when they got to the transition, I understand because you're starting to get a, like a conclusion of the climax and all that kind of stuff. But it just went from being so highly entertaining to just very dry. 
Like it just. Yeah, like, I had a lot of trouble f- wrapping up the last quarter of the movie. Yeah. Like, I think I watched it like three times because it kept <laughs> Holy shit. Like, yeah, I just like, I, oh man, like there was just something about it. Like, I, I kind of felt like I felt I had a feel for the movie mm-hmm. and I uh, could kind of figure out where it was going. And, oh man, it was just, it was just such a drag. Yeah, um, but, just, you know, it's a it's a part of its time. I guess maybe it was entertaining to the. It made a lot of money, so I mean, people liked it. But yeah, the last quarter, oof! Like, I was just trying to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> everything else is highly entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna blame it to editing because it just, it just so choppy and so like here's it this, is. here's this, here's this, here this, here's conclusion. Yeah. And I, I think like. Oh, the direction, how they took it, how they filmed it, everything. It just, it was a little bit disorienting. It just, the, the biggest, yeah, like, the biggest, the biggest editing shop is like when the doctor sends her away and she comes back. Like, there, there's obviously like a, a period of months that's like elapsed between that, but it's like instantaneous that she's back all of a sudden and that doctor finds her at the Vietnam, aunt anti-vietnam rally in, in randomly England. finds her so random mm. like it just uh, it's not even like there's not and there's no association of where you are either so you can't even mm-hmm. figure like is this close to the hospital that he works at is this like in the vicinity of somewhere they they've met up like it yeah. was just here's a, a rally all of a sudden he's there like it's yeah anyways the yeah. rest of the movie is fantastic i just find that last bit they they definitely shit the bet they just tried to rush it finish it be like how do we end this <laughs> and, there's, and there's like no titties or buttholes at all <laughs> no no it's just it's very it's very disappointing in that regard definitely she wasn't wearing uh, a bra like, uh, yeah i guess you can use your imagination yeah is there any sort of final thoughts anyone wants to throw on before we sort of i do to, yes yeah uh so overall i enjoyed this movie um a big part of this is because it's still an ongoing issue with a lot of women because a lot of there's this uh there's these traditions that still stand that are so so fucking harmful because if a, a girl does happen to fall into that stance of having sex before marriage they're very much ostracized and criticized and like basically completely pushed out of their family and disgraced so these kind of movies, especially for the time and especially for the culture, uh, it's a really great thing to see because um, uh, even just even in today's society in general, like when you hear a girl have sex at a young age or have sex with like multiple partners, whatever the case may be, they're very criticized about it. It's it's always that hard thing to get out of. Um, there's still this old school mentality. So to have a movie like this kind of really sh- gets to show like, hold on a second, this fucktard got to do like how much with how many different ladies and he's got nothing about it. And uh, she gets to live her better life with what we assume is with the, the doctor. Because I know she said we're supposed to take the boat the next day. So she gets to be with someone who's better and who understands her and is like, I don't think you're an awful human. I don't think you're a whore. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my my final thoughts on the movie. Okay, anything else, Daniel? Or Oh, you're muted. Yeah, oh, you're muted. You gotta mute, Daniel. <laughs> I'm pretty drunk at this point. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, I feel like... I feel like she was just coming from my own family, you know, my, my mom coming from a small town and coming from the big city, like there is just a big difference in, in being able to be independent 
And, um, you know, my mom was just uh, basically cleaning, you know, sweeping up hair in, in, a, in a hairdresser, uh, you know, a hairdresser or whatever, like, a, you know, where people are getting their hair cut. Salon. In a salon. There, thank you. And a salon. Thank you very much. And eventually somebody told her, I think you should be able to go to school. Like, I'm going to pay you to go to school. I want you to go to school. You know, my mom was uh, just, <laughs> she was like, are you sure? And she's like, yes. So she writes her a check to go to school. And she goes to school. She gets a job. She becomes a full hairdresser, makes her money, and she pays that woman off. It's one of the nicer areas of San Antonio where this woman came from. She's just an elderly lady that had a lot of money. And my mom has the check that paid her off the amount of money that she gave her, the, wow. the loan to for her to go to school. I saw it um, recently. And, you know, there's a lot to learn for somebody that comes from a small village um, and about about independence, and about being a strong woman, about being independent and uh, about being but believing in yourself and, and, and yeah. believing in your own decisions, because I yep. think you're, you're very, you're very kind of hell bent on what a man believes in you and what a, what a man wants from you. Yes. And, um, and so being able to see, see my mom become that kind of a strong woman and believe in herself. It, uh, this movie kind of reflects a lot of that to me. So it was just great being able to see that and to be able to see uh, this character become her own and eventually be like, you know what, I'm going to be able to, give you what you want and also give you what you don't want, which is in the old, which is ultimately being me being yours and being like at the very end, you know, the, the male protagonist, you know, our the male antagonist is wanting her to be like his and like, yeah. you're going to mm -hmm. give up all your freedoms and you're going to give them up to me. Like I'm going to own you basically. And she's like, Oh yes, 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 yes. And in the end she leaves his ass and he's like, wait, wait, I thought we had a deal. And she's like, no, fuck you. Mm -hmm. So I love that about this movie. I love the way it ends. And I love that the fact that she's going over to the doc who obviously believed in her and could see something in her that, he could have and um, that they could have together, that they could be whoever they want to be themselves as a unit. And uh, I don't know. It just makes me feel like there's a chance for relationships out there where you can be whoever the fuck you want to be and not ever give to yourselves. Like you don't have to give anything. You just be whoever you want to be and just be united and as a unit and, and, and then enjoy a good life. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I very much enjoyed it myself. Yeah, right on. This movie made pretty good money. I saw I saw a figure of like four million box office in some regard, which is, and I think that's like U.S. dollars. So that like that's an amazing amount of money for an Italian movie to make <laughs> at that point. The releases for this, there's the problem. This this is a hard film to find. I mean, it is on YouTube, but it, the YouTube version we watched apparently it's a cut down version. Like the dubbing is direct translation, so mm -hmm. a lot of times you just lose the sense of like what's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, happening. yeah, yeah. The subtitles, you mean? Is this like like the YouTube subtitles? They're they're fairly good, but you have to pay attention because they're very quick and the dialogue's very quick. So it's like you got to kind of pay attention to see what's going on. And it has no like uh, translation to what they're trying to say. It's just exactly word for word. Because mm. there's times where you're like, wait a second. 
this makes no sense but yeah, yeah it's, it's but, good to be able to watch for free but yeah it's it's it can get difficult to understand what they're trying to convey for the message yeah so youtube uh you can go to rare lust and find it i think it has burnt on subtitles on the version that's on rare lust and you can also get uh dvd burn on demand services a lot of them have this uh so if, if you want to do one of those like uh illegal quote-unquote uh, burn-on-demand services on the internet that you can get from uh that's probably it's probably actually your best bet because i think some of them offer like there there is an english dub of this somewhere i know there is I, i've seen people like talk about it and say like oh you know the english dub's kind of bad like you know the voices don't they're not really all that good but and if, if you want like a full english dub of it you know where you get a uh, certain context of the film you know, you might want to look into that. Only trivia I got for this basically is it, this was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film uh, of Ooh. that year. Yeah, uh, so it, wow. it, it 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 did get some regard uh, when it came out. It's it's not just like some obscure Italian film that no one's ever fucking heard of, kind of thing. Even though it's kind of a lost film, which is kind of. So, sort of one of the things that uh, our podcast kind of gravitates towards. So uh, there you go. But um, Daniel Segura, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on here, sir. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you came on. Plug any and all shit that you want to plug at this point. Okay. Do it. <laughs> well, definitely try, ch- check out Lee's episode on the Mustachio Podcastio. I think we covered street law. Yes, we did. So you can find that out. Um, just follow the Instagram uh, at Mustachio Podcastio. I make it very hard to find me because I don't give a fuck. You need to earn that shit <laughs> to find my podcast. It is M O U S T Ashioed Podcastio, <laughs> and uh, you can also find the podcast on Twitter at M Podcastio. And uh, yeah, I always post new episodes there. But definitely check out the episodes, and you know, I would say. You know, we definitely started getting our, our, you know, the show definitely started getting going right away. And there were so mm-hmm. many good episodes. And uh, Lee Street Law was so much fun. And uh, it's kind of uh, awesome that we we cover an Italian movie on my show. And I'm here covering this movie on your show. Uh, I can't wait to have you back. And hopefully mm-hmm. um, we can have single woman looking to marry in a hurry back uh, <laughs> on my show. I think it would be a lot of fun. So yeah, I would totally love to be. That would be amazing. I think you'd have a good time. I think I would have a good time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> With no, all those uh, mustachios. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny yeah. out there, baby. Yeah, no. Uh, Daniel's podcast is one of my favorite podcasts. So uh, <laughs> definitely check it out. It's, it's going to be linked in the show notes. Thanks, uh yeah uh lady lee anything you need to plug tonight or uh i do uh so uh like was mentioned beginning of the show i recently was able to be a part of the cinema podcast or cinema beef podcast uh where we did the alternate oz episode so go check it out it was a lot of fun i had a fucking blast being a part of that show um and also Want to find me on Instagram, Mighty Tiny All Star? I'm gonna plug that in there finally because I'm finally staying up to date on it. So yes, mm. go find me, like my pictures, and do that stuff. What is that, Mighty Tiny All Star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking you up right now, girl. 
Awesome. I love it. I'm trying to grow it. I'm trying to do this whole social media thing, get out of the fact that like I'm in my thirties and <laughs> I don't understand how social media works. But yeah. I still have Twitter. I still haven't jumped on the Twitter bandwagon, but I have Instagram. There you go. <laughs> Uh, and you can find the rest of our stuff at tmbdos.podbean.com, where you can find our Apple Podcasts, Facebook, YouTube links. Join the Facebook group. Best way to get in contact with us. Uh, request movies. Just talk to us about shit. Whatever, you know, whatever the fuck. Um, you know, just do it. Just, well, why are you even, like, listening to this and not doing it? <laughs> I, I don't even understand. Like, you're... you're <laughs> You're actively a bad person if you're not supporting this podcast, is what I have to say. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> so, you know, just to stop being bad, be good. Uh, join the Facebook group and, and talk to us, you assholes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Sons of bitches. Yeah. But, uh, you know, until then, uh, again, thank you, Daniel. It was an absolute fucking pleasure to have you on, sir. Uh, and we'll have you on again at some point. Thank and you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Lee, it's always a pleasure. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back when we're back. Goodbye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. For further episodes, our Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and YouTube links, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. Woo! Oh, I'm dancing all night, baby.